Hey guys, what's going on? My name is Teresa Dunn. I am part of the corporate marketing team here at One World Sync. We're kicking off a brand new podcast channel. Um, we have two guys here with me. Ken Sickles, who's our VP of product strategy. Nick Parnaby, who's our chief marketing officer. And they're going to be kicking off their new series called Seriously. So today they're going to be talking about immersive commerce. So Nick and Ken, take it away. Teresa, thank you so much. So, um, Ken, let's just get straight in there. Uh, immersive commerce. I had never heard this term until, I don't know, about a month ago. I had the pleasure of being at the Aria Resort in Las Vegas, Lovely. which, by the way, I've not been to Vegas for some time. It is insane. We'll come back to that on a different podcast. But I was at a conference called Shop Talk, which was the inaugural um, next generation e-commerce retail event. And it was very good. I will be returning next year. Um, props to the guys behind it. And one of the big topics I took away was this concept of immersive commerce. It's almost like just as we're getting used to e-commerce, along comes m-commerce, right? And then, just as you're getting comfortable with mobile commerce, along comes immersive commerce, right? And I guess the, someone's clever out there, they keep moving the puck around, right? But the idea is that, I guess, things are changing, technology is adapting. We've got things like virtual reality out there, so you can get immersed in a particular environment. You can shop in a virtual store. Um, there's other companies out there promoting augmented reality, so different ways to immerse you in the product. So I guess that's where it gets its name from. However, we cannot even go a second further into this podcast without acknowledging the concept of Pokemon Go. Oh, for, for seriously? Yeah, I'm serious. Pokemon because, Go. 100%, right. I'll tell you why. Because whilst it's cluttered up your email box all week, this week yeah. particularly, Pokemon Go Fever is just, mm, right? It is the most immersive game that has existed this half decade. And surely, surely it, it brings with it realization that immersive commerce is here whatever immersive commerce actually is come on right well i'll get to immersive commerce in a second but first of all pokemon go i remember i used to love twitter i would be on twitter a bunch of times every day it was a great source for news information even commerce you're starting to see commerce on twitter that's a lot of fun but now twitter has just turned into a pokemon go feed i can't even use twitter anymore pokemon go has mm -hmm. taken that from mm -hmm. me well, I'm, I made the mistake of subscribing to Tech Insider. Every single alert they do, just because I wanted to be uh, like up to the minute. Sure. However, at this point in time, I know more about like Game of Thrones yeah. and Pokemon Go than I do about anything that's useful to my job. But mm. I did decide this morning that there's something in this Pokemon Go thing. I'm thinking, I'm walking down the street and I've been throwing out Pokeballs all day. Sure. Playing again. But then all of a sudden, I see a rather interesting product at my feet. Yeah. I look up and I'm standing right there. And I'm in like Brookstone. And Brookstone has got a pro like there's some kind of like promotion. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I'm thinking out loud here, right? So yeah. is there a play? And come on, who's gonna be the first retailer, e-tailer to do this? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's be honest. Well, you know, the, the annoyance of Pokemon Go aside. I think both virtual reality and augmented reality certainly play a role in the future of commerce, right? One of the things we know, uh, especially for traditional brick and mortar retailers, the only way that they can continue to compete against 
the e-commerce juggernauts like Amazon are through experiences and providing a much better user experience around the shopping, whether that's knowledge from a salesperson, uh, whether that's more fun buying what you're going to buy, whether that's serendipity, being able to find a product that you didn't think you were interested in, but all of a sudden need. Mm -hmm. um, so you can certainly see how augmented reality, uh, in this case, would help create a really kind of uh, rich experience for a user. So, mm -hmm. you know, imagine you're going in and you're going to buy, uh, I don't know, a, a brand new TV, right? And now you want to kind of see what that TV looks like in your living room. So you simply upload a, a picture, open. right, into the uh, best buy version of Pokemon Go, and your living room is now surrounding that TV, like in real yep. time. And you're That's all of a sudden exactly in your it. living fact, room. Back at the Shop Talk conference, what was the company called? Uh, Modzi, right? And that you can upload photos of your living room with no furniture in it. They yeah. will curate it. They'll show you what it looks like. Yeah. Everything is shoppable. Yeah. Another key word we need to highlight with the hashtag shopability, right? Um, the thing that really impressed me and all of the um, the female members of the audience were really into this was this idea of um, augmented reality, immersive shopping for makeup. Mm. Right? And Facebook um, showcased a an app called Modiface where I could see what the lipstick's going to look like because I wear lots of lipstick all the time. Yeah, but yeah. I could see what the blush is going to look like on my face. Yeah. I could then share it via Facebook Messenger to my friend and say, what do you think? Should I buy this? And then not only can I get an opinion or multiple opinions, I can also kind of virally share that same app with my friends. Right. So yep. that for me was the most tangible here and now example of immersive commerce right? yeah. mixed with social at the same time. So just imagine the next step, right? Um, and I'm thinking out loud here, but you know, can Pokemon Go make me buy more crap than I already buy using Amazon Prime? Yeah, I think there's a lot of ways that you can use Pokemon Go. Uh, but first, I think I speak for everyone here at One World Sync when I say, please do try out Modiface because that new lipstick is way too bright for you. Okay. Well, um, you know, I shouldn't have chosen blue. Well, yeah, okay. no, not many people can wear blue. Uh, except our very own Teresa. But I do think that uh, when you think about Pokemon Go, uh, in addition to creating a better experience, Pokemon Go can actually begin to drive, or something like Pokemon Go, can begin to drive traffic for retail stores, right? We're already starting to see these stories of small businesses benefiting because some sort of rare Pokemon or Pokestop or whatever is right outside of their doors, or perhaps right even inside uh, of their doors. So instead of really getting straight to the product, we're just gonna pull traffic. Right, right, right? so it, it's a beginning, and then once you get the people in, then you can layer on top of that other additional experiences mm. using the same type so of app. So you think brands like Nike at Nike Town, or those kind of guys might buy the ability to put a pokey trap Absolutely, outside the front right? door of all of their retail establishments. That's yes. genius. Yeah. So right. now we're talking promotion, we're talking engagement, yeah. right? Now what about Snapchat? Where does Snapchat come into all of this, right? Because I think they've had a fairly profound, the biggest single example of immersive commerce, if you will, or immersive engagement yeah. before Pokemon Go, these filters where I can basically turn myself into a puppy and yeah. swap my face with yours, right? <clears throat> right. Um, do you think that Snapchat is gonna be one of the key players here that somehow gets involved? I think so. There's a lot of commerce opportunities. Imagine Snapchat in front of a full-length mirror to try on a dress that matches that new shade of blue you've got. Um, you know, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Again, it's, it's something for the shopper who now I get to experience this thing. I'm, if I like the way it kind of looks, then I'll go try it on. Sure, I'm, you know mm -hmm. that's not going to change. But if I'm buying it from an e-commerce site, right? Imagine mm -hmm. being able to, to say, hey, what does this dress look like from 
I don't know, Amazon mm -hmm. on me, right? And you mm -hmm. click a button and Amazon's either licensed this content from Snapchat or has a deal with them where they launch you into the Snapchat app and it opens up and all of a sudden you're standing in front of the mirror with that dress on, right? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of opportunity, I think, for Snapchat. Um, and then to the point of layering the social aspect on top of it, right? Now, okay, here I got the dress on, snap it out to all of my friends. Mm -hmm. um, so it, the possibilities, quite honestly, are endless here. And I think people are going to start experimenting more and more, both with the experience around making a decision to purchase, as well as you know driving someone to look at your brand to make the purchase from because of these type of experiences. Uh, but I think all of this is probably only enabled if all of these different manufacturers of all of these different products and these retailers start working together to make sure the, the content and the data they need is readily available, right? Mm -hmm. So for Snapchat mm -hmm. to make that filter of address, mm -hmm. they're going to need a lot of, of high quality images, right? Mm -hmm. Probably a bunch of different shots of that dress on models and different sizes in front of a green screen, things like that. Mm -hmm. And manufacturers in general, maybe more so with the dress they are, but in general, I don't think they're really good at understanding what content they need in the digital world to mm -hmm. sell their products. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot right. to learn. You're right. We're really in a... Um and we talk about data and stuff in our job, but really this is a content revolution, right? Mm -hmm. So we're going way past the idea of, you know, becoming a digital business with digital content. We're talking about immersive content. We're right. talking about, in fact, you know what? For all the noise people, Pokemon Go might stimulate a whole raft of new careers for people, right? You've, we've got this whole thing around data scientists at the moment, right? Yeah. I think we're going to find <clears throat> content scientists are going to be in high demand, right? Think about all the talents that you know, spent their lives making uh, CGI orcs for Lord of the Rings. Now all employed by Pepsi right. know, to drop Pokemon traps outside the uh, right. the nearest establishment. Right. Right. And and how to embed your products into these either augmented reality or virtual reality worlds, and that's where that kind of skill probably becomes even more in demand. Right. If you mm -hmm. can imagine the virtual reality experience where you can actually interact with this bottle of Pepsi, right? You could mm -hmm. pick it up, you could pour it, mm -hmm. um, you could see what the color is like. I think Coke's already doing that, right? What's the company, Blipper? Blipper, yes. Yeah, Coke's already doing that with um, hold your phone up and watch your Coke can do a little Irish jig. Yes, right? yeah. That kind of stuff. Um, but you know, I, seriously, I think this stuff, we're talking about this like it's in the far distant future, but it is here today, yeah. right? So I think level one is engagement. That's what Snapchat has done. Snapchat has just redefine engagement of a certain audience. Now we've got activity. We're actually we're going beyond engagement now with Pokemon Go, right? So the next thing is it's a transaction. It's right. a promotion. It's an incentive, right? Think about that. Think about rewards and loyalty. And, and then now we're talking about traffic. Like if I, because we know that this whole adage of all retail is dead, long live e-commerce we now know it's all about blended commerce right? right so this whole idea of traffic to physical locations from the virtual world mind equals blown right right you know and the other piece of it is i think a huge huge problem uh for companies today that manufacture products is the discovery of their products by their users you know most people when they go to Amazon today, for example, they know what they're looking for. I'm going to, I need a, a lawn chair, right? I'm going camping, I need a lawn chair. I'll search Amazon for lawn chair. I see a bunch of lawn chairs. Mm -hmm. Amazon may say something to me about, hey, you know, you also might want to pick up a, uh, 
stick to make s'mores with. Since you're buying a lawn chair, that means you're probably going camping, right? Mm -hmm. um, but there's a lot of products where if you don't know necessarily what you're looking for, and they can push things through you through some sort of immersive experience like Pokemon Go. So imagine the other day, my wife was hunting Pokemon in our basement, right? Mm -hmm. There she is down there hunting for Pokemon, pressing the little green leaves, getting upset because she was missing the tap and, and mm -hmm. everything. I still don't get it, by the way. Uh, but now imagine that someone had, let's go back to the TV example, right? Imagine the TV manufacturer all of a sudden, in addition to the little Pokemon on the screen that popped up, popped up a brand new TV in my basement to show me what it would look like on mm -hmm. my wall, mm -hmm. right? I didn't know I needed that, but wow, that looks really good. I Whilst should go check. I was seeking an elusive Pokemon, right? I next find a curved television from Samsung. Exactly, so the point is, um, it, these immersive experiences can end up leading to a new mechanism for discovery uh, ah. for retailers and for the brands who are selling them, right? Because So, so perhaps, we're not just talking immersive commerce, we're talking serendipitous yeah, immersive commerce. Yeah, just to use a highfalutin yeah. term that you know I don't often get a chance to use. No, so. it's a it's a good word. Serendipity. We I think it was it a movie with uh, John Cusack. John Cusack in the nineties yeah. or yeah. something. They ended but, up kissing um, with the snow falling down at the end. It was really nice. Beautiful film. I'm but sorry if I just spoiled that, that. Think about that. You're looking at something else and you see something else that happens all the time. I go to right. Costco to get those giant kitchen yeah. rolls. I come home with a canoe. Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, or like ten gallons of capers or whatever it might be. So. I think engagement, engagement, engagement is the name of the game. Yes. Right? And um, transactions may take some time. Yeah. But even through engagement, I think the message to the folks that we work with is don't just digitize your content. Right. Think about how to make your content an experience and engagement. Yeah. Think about how, to what you were just saying earlier, like I'm buying camp chairs and then I might not know I need some small sticks. So behind that content is some kind of graph, some kind of relational database that allows me to, like as I do today in the store, right? If I'm a retailer, yeah. present merchants uh, assortments, if you will. Yeah. So a digital assortment, yeah. right? This immersive, and that I might serendipitously, yes. I can say that while I'm sober, by the it's, way. It's great. Um, I'll find ask again later. my small sticks in addition to my Hershey's candy and my graham crackers, right. etc. Right. Right. So it kind of gets exciting for geeks like us, right? It really does. And the interesting thing, you know, we, we talk to a lot of manufacturers and they often struggle with, why do I have to provide all of this content? Why are my retail partners asking me for all of this content? And I think honestly, we've been, we've been talking about all of these reasons right now, right? Uh, maybe you don't understand why you need to provide so much information about your s'more stick, right? But if you don't provide a lot of information about your s'more stick and, and a description that it's, you know, how great would it feel to be sitting in a, a nice lawn chair in the middle of a park, you know, in the middle of summer, mm -hmm. having s'mores using our brand new s'more stick, which is easier to use and clean than anyone else's, right? Mm -hmm. When retailers get all of this content, they can apply machine learning and we won't go into AI. Um, that'll be another great podcast we should do, by the way. But mm -hmm. um, they can start to apply all of these things using this content that they get so that your s'more stick will show up when someone is looking at a lawn chair, whether it's on their website or on mm -hmm. some Pokemon Go related type of augmented reality or virtual reality experience. Um, wow. So content, if you're a manufacturer, the more content you can provide, the better. The more imagery, the more videos, all different forms, 
And by the way, you should want that content to go as far and as fast as possible, right? Long gone are the days, if you're a manufacturer, of you worrying about who's got my content, who's getting this information. Mm -hmm. All you need to know is the more people that have it, the better, because they're going to figure out really, really cool stuff to do with it if they get it. And if they don't get it from you, they're just going to go get it from someone else, and it's not going to be as good as yours. Well, and if someone, and presumably we're weeks away from somebody making some kind of transaction or some kind of advertising revenue for a product, Yes. Product placement within a Pokemon Go virtual environment, yeah. right? So, yeah, I mean, I, if I'm a major brand, if I'm in the Fortune 2000, I need to be ready for that phone call. Absolutely. Right? It, and I, I need to be, it, be, before my agency just says, I'll take care of that for you, it'll be yeah. something you can worry about in the future. I think you need to be thinking about how do I play the minute somebody asks, is it an advertising thing? That's the easy way, right? I'm sure. going to advertise my brand. You're going to, it's a bit like product placement in the movies, yeah. right? I was yep. watching uh, 16 Candles again for the first time in a long time and didn't realize just how many Pepsi cans and, uh, and Doritos were in that movie, right? So right. I think we'll see product placement and advertising, but I think engagement and transactions and promotion and traffic and loyalty, yeah. it's just around the corner. Yeah. So, you know, the building blocks, it starts, let's go digital and then let's go immersive, yeah. right? So, you know, I think we ought to think about, let's connect the dots between this crazy conversation we're having and like some of these yeah. future podcasts, right? Between the baby steps of going digital to make your product shoppable, right? Yes. To how do I go from being just digital to completely immersive and then throwing serendipity and who knows what all around it. Yeah, and if you, you, know, if you think about um, even Pokemon Go as a platform here, uh, not only can it provide the discovery, but people are already buying virtual goods on Pokemon Go, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, people are spending a lot of money to send out Poke stops, or I don't know what they do, but they're spending money on Pokemon Go in the mm -hmm. app. That means they've got your credit card information. That means it's very easy for you to have a transaction with Pokemon Go. If I'm Amazon, I'm figuring out right now how to put an Alexa transactable in someone's kitchen well, when Apple they're trying right? If I'm Apple, I want someone's, that transaction needs to be not Bitcoin, it needs to be on Apple Pay. Right. right? inside of that environment yes so yeah maybe there's a, there's a there's a payments angle here as well for folks to kind of just take heed of right? it's it's all there it's funny the, you know it it's just a game but it is i think a platform um for immersive commerce i like the i like the phrase that will take off probably much much quicker than anyone is anticipating and to your point if you're not ready as a manufacturer if you're not ready as a retailer to provide your content in any way, shape, or form that may come up and aren't aggressively trying to aggregate that content together today, you're going to get caught off guard and your competitors, at least one of them, won't. Mm -hmm. Well, I think we should end this session today where um, perhaps Teresa could come back and explain to all of us what Pokemon Go actually is. And That, way, that would be great. If you, you know, could explain why my wife and child are addicted to it, that would be good too. Or explain yeah. how I could block it from my Twitter feed. That'd be even better, Teresa. <laughs> Teresa, have you played Pokemon Go yet? I have not. I've seen it on uh, like Facebook and on Instagram when my friends are playing, but I have yet to sell my soul. And well, so I fall into the I fall into the X Gen crowd, like, and so therefore I am anti I'm sort of antiquated, right? Mm -hmm. However, I have by osmosis gleaned that you have this app. And you basically find these virtual Pokemon everywhere, and then when you see them in the real world, if you haven't been knocked down by a vehicle or something or right. fallen off the roof of your house, right. right, 
you throw a pokeball at them and it kind of captures them inside the pokeball. Yes. Is that it? Is that what's going on? And then you have a, a history of all of the ones you've captured. It's actually really well done. I played with my daughter last night for an hour. Now <laughs> oh, um, he, he mentions it. Well, I was, it was, oh, I was under duress. Um, so we walked around the neighborhood and she was trying to catch Pokemon. And the way it works is you, you're looking at yourself walking around this virtual map and you see a little indication that a Pokemon character is somewhere nearby and you get some, um, you know, how far is it away? Is it one, two, three steps away? Or are you right on top of it? And so you walk towards it using this virtual map. When you get close to it and you kind of tap on the little green leaves that indicate there's a Pokemon there, your view changes, your camera takes over, and you see the live world in front of you, and then the little digital Pokemon comes up, and you throw the, the little Pokemon balls at it to capture it. Wow. There, it goes way beyond that, the things I don't understand. And as much fun as I make of it, quite honestly, if this were Star Wars Go and I could go catch Yoda or something or an Ewok, I mean, how I'm, fun. I'm all about Harry Potter. I'm capturing yeah, Horcruxes. Sure. If there's Horcruxes in the in the whole cupboard, I'm, yeah. I'm getting me a Horcrux, yeah. right? Well, let's think about Let's end it with this, because like, this might just blow our minds as well. What if I was to smash up Pokemon Go and Foursquare? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. I mean, we're talking like a billion dollar business right there. Right, right. Okay. And we make it all about loyalty and engagement yeah. for just they just say just food service, right? Yeah. Boom. Tremendous amount of opportunity for the retail industry and many others here. But well, Teresa, have we outstayed our welcome on our inaugural podcast? Yeah, I'd say <laughs> I just want to say thank you guys for coming on and talking specifically around immersive commerce. And to all of our viewers out there, just keep it locked because we'll have a lot more engaging content and material to discuss in the coming weeks. Thanks, Seriously. Guys. Thank Seriously? you, Seriously. Seriously.